Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart. I'm your host, Kat Ward. You can find new episodes on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean, YouTube, FringeRadioNetwork.com, and any place you find fine podcasts. If you've had paranormal encounters you'd like to share, you can either be a guest on the show, or you can submit them in writing, and I'll be happy to narrate your story. And if you'd like to have your very own free Paranormal Heart podcast sticker, that was a little tongue twister there, just drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com and I'll be happy to mail you one wherever you are in this beautiful globe of ours. This episode shout out goes to you amazing listeners in Switzerland. I appreciate your support and for taking the time to listen to the show. Thank you so much. Folks, I have a new segment for your listening pleasure. The ladies at Unearthing Shadows Paranormal will be featured in each episode. They'll be discussing their favorite pieces of equipment they're used during their investigations how to use them, and do's and don'ts in paranormal investigating. I haven't chosen what to call this segment yet, so for the time being, it will be called Paranormal Heart 101. For the first Paranormal Heart 101's first segment, here is Andrea Bailey, founder and lead investigator of Unearthing Shadows, with her paranormal tips. Enjoy. Hi, this is Andrea, the founder and lead investigator of Unearthing Shadows Paranormal, and you're listening to Paranormal Heart Podcast with Kat Ward. Welcome to the segment of Paranormal Heart 101. So I've been studying the paranormal as long as I can remember and really dove into all aspects back in 2012. And at the start of our team in 2013, I took it a little further. And one thing I quickly learned is that there is no manual on how to be a paranormal investigator, which means you have to work very hard at being credible and jump on a very steep learning curve. And there's quite a bit that you need to figure out yourself. So my best advice to those starting out in the field is take some time to really understand what you're doing and why. Don't just watch a few paranormal shows, look on a few websites, and surf the social media, then consider yourself an expert, because you're not. You're doing yourself and others a disservice, and you'll just get yourself into trouble. So once you understand your intent for taking this path, and assuming that you have prior knowledge of the paranormal, the next step is to gain some fundamental knowledge on the equipment that you're about to use, the science behind it, and technical aspects of these devices as well. You need to thoroughly understand how your equipment works, what will break it, how it will be affected by other devices, and environmental phenomena, and so on. So in today's day, everybody is a pro on their smartphones and seem to think that's a credible um, investigative device to take with you, and it's really not. Um, learning a bit about the science such as lens flares, EMF, light refraction, and how sounds travel, etc. will be a game changer for you and it will come in handy if you are simply relying on your smartphone, but I really don't recommend doing that um, as a primary device for you. So now that you know how your equipment works and that you're able to back up your claims and how you can break 
you know, testing these things out so you can debunk. This is key in assisting with your reputation of being a credible investigator. Plus, it will help you gain more evidence and help you know how to look for it. So three questions that we were given, um, beginning with, what is your favorite device and why? Well, my favorite electronic device is the uh, K2 because it's simple, it's easy to use and understand, it's fun and it's interactive. It's pretty easy to tell when it's working properly and when it's not, and it pairs really well with all of your other devices. So I'm, I'm quite a fan of that one, and I always recommend that that's kind of one that anybody throws in their um, investigation kit. My other favorite device is simply my camera and my proper camera, not my phone camera. Um, always having it with me and ready to take a few shots or video always leads to interesting and unexpected finds, and it's a great backup to any device responses that you're getting. And one piece of advice that I have with that, whether however you're taking any photos, uh, don't just take one. Take a minimum of like three to five um, series of the, the similar shot. Because that way, if you have an anomaly in one, you can kind of look back and see, well, what changed? Um, you know, was it movement? Um, was it still, like, are we, what were we capturing? Like, it's it's really crucial to take more than one snapshot. Question number two, what are you most skeptical of and why? Oh, well, there's a few things, but <laughs> uh, lens flares is probably one of the top ranking ones. Um, few people really understand the workings of your cameras and your phones and your video recorders and so on, not realizing that the lenses have a coating on them. And that with light, light refraction um, creates lens flares. So these are all too commonly known as um, what we think are orbs, but they're actually false orbs. So normally it will show a red, um, red or green or yellow type orb that looks very kind of creepy and out of out of the ordinary but it really is just be because of light and the coating on your phone or your camera lens uh what investigative technique do you enjoy practicing oh gosh i don't think i'm ever going to be able to give just one answer here uh dosing and pendulum practices work really well with me and i know they work without question like without any questionable influences because i am the one handling the devices and you know, you can't lie to yourself, right? You're either, your intent is either that these things are working properly or your intent is that you're manipulating it. And I know when I'm using these devices, um, I'm not manipulating anything. So I can validate that these are working properly. They aren't affected by other electronic devices. Um, and it's really, it's really interesting to me when the responses on the dosing rods and the pendulums match what we're capturing on the electronic devices. So that's very validating for me. I also really enjoy um, venturing off with myself, my camera, um, either a spirit box or a digital voice digital recorder or both. Um, this is something though that I caution. I don't really recommend that anybody goes and investigates on their own just because no matter how safe we try to be, um, we're still dealing with unknown energies and entities and just in case something were to physically happen to you or energetically affect you it's always good to have a minimum of two people so i do highly recommend minimum two people that lecture over um <laughs> but i like those moments of being in the quiet being vulnerable and it's just you a one-on-one 
communication with you and the spirit that's there and that you're able to hopefully get some responses and then with your camera able to get some you know you're able to capture some photographic anomalies that may match the possible voices um, or supporting the evidence that you're getting right there in addition to this um i have found some creative ways to capture this phenomena with my camera that is done in a way that you can't falsify so i'm really huge on backing up my claims and making sure that there is no way that any of um any of the uh potential claims um, or evidence that we're capturing can be falsified or manipulated or really I want to give evidence that people can't question that they're just like oh my gosh that's you know that's pretty solid evidence so that's one of my ultimate goals and I always suggest that when anybody else is investigating too, just do things in a way that you can back up anything that you're doing and understand what you're doing and how you're doing it So thank you to listening to this episode of Paranormal Heart 101 and hope you found this enlightening. Take care, folks. Thank you so much, Andrea. Episode 69, my special guests are consultants to the paranormal societies from around the world. Archbishop Plato Angelakis teaches, gives lectures, attends paranormal events, and has appeared on many podcasts. Archbishop Angelakis presently presides as Archbishop of the Holy Order of St. Michael, the Archangel, Archdiocese of the Mexican National Catholic Church in Canada. He is an exorcist in communion with the Sacred Order of St. Michael, the Archangel in California since 2013. He's enrolled in the Exorcism and Prayers of Deliverance course at the Vatican Rome. He holds several BA and doctorates with Bible colleges and seminaries. And if that wasn't enough, he's also a registered critical care nurse. Sister Kia Lynn Francis is a member of the Mexican Catholic Church of Canada. She is an empath and clairvoyant who has been certified as a mystic by the church. She is also a member of the Order of Exorcists and is an auxiliary exorcist. She was a white witch prior to her conversion and has vast knowledge of the occult. She is also a Reiki master and teacher. Sister Kia has also lived in a house with demonic infestation before becoming involved in the paranormal and has had several near-death experiences also known as NDEs. Individually, Archbishop Plato and Sister Kia are a force to reckon with. As a team, I really almost feel bad for the negative entities they battle with. I give you Archbishop Plato Angelakis and Sister Kia Lynn Francis. Hello, Archbishop Plato and Sister Kia. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hi, Kat. Thanks for having me. Hi there. Hi there. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm very, very excited for this because um, being in the paranormal field, uh, this is something that I've never really talked about and it's very important, I think. Um, I've never had any form of clergy on the show before, so this is going to be a great, great topic. Thank you. Great. Who would like to start? Would you like to say a little bit about your background before we, we get into the, the, the nitty gritty? Sure. Oh, sisters first. Oh, sister. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, he knows who bosses him around. Let's just <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, 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 there's no debate there. <laughs> Quiet, Archbishop. Your eminence, hush. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, obviously, you can tell that we are not exactly uh, tight, straight laced. <laughs> we're, 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 
pretty re- we're a pretty relaxed pair. Um, <laughs> I converted. I was actually a witch uh, for oh, wow. uh, quite a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I converted to a Catholicism um, during uh, the lockdown. Like right around the lockdown period of time, I got a call to change and become a sister. And um, in doing so, it allows me to be more involved with the exorcism process. And I very much enjoy the um, the old rites and so forth. Um, not that I'm I don't knock paganism at all. I embrace all religions, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, anyone that's praying to a a higher power that's a benevolent power it's all the same for us you know so i always say in my interviews i don't care where it is on sunday as long as you're being a good person and have a good moral compass and so um you know we may not come across as as uh as tightly laced as some folks um but we're we're a little bit different in that sense because yeah we started out working together when i was a witch and so it was kind of weird, the Archbishop and the witch working together. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it worked, you know. I used to say we got along like Catholic carrots and pagan peas, you know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, um, you know, but uh, I'm also uh, an empath and uh, clairvoyant. Well, I have all the, cl- I have all the, cl- the clairs, so mm-hmm. all the senses um, as well. And um, I have just realized that I can do psychometry uh, recently, um, which I had a near-death experience in May, which is one of several. And usually when I have a near-death experience, I develop a new gift. So I think the psychometry was where that came from, um, because I had never really been been, uh, able to do that. I mean, I did it with playing cards, but not with objects, you know, I guess red and black. So anyway, so that's uh, that's what I, I... I bring to the table a little bit of uh, everything. Um, I'm also a Reiki master of higher levels. I'm kind of in limbo between Reiki master and Reiki grandmaster. Uh, and my lineage I'm proud of. Uh, from the time that Reiki started 101 years ago, um, I have in my lineage from Dr. Asui, who was the first. Uh, I am number 26 in the line of masters that have trained under him. Wow. So like direct, direct, direct lineage to the, you know, um, Mrs. Takata who was, who brought it to North America. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite proud of my Reiki and I use that, um, to fill voids, raise vibrations, post exorcism, you know, uh, I'll do it on the whole family, uh, but especially the person that's had an oppression or a possession, um, just to kind of, like I said, fill the hole with positive where there was negative and help, you know, hopefully from them not calling anything back, any negativity back, which unfortunately some people do. So that's, you know, and I'll do the walkthroughs and I do reads of the people that we're dealing with, um, you know, do readings and just call father and say, okay, so this is what's going on and they need to tell you a secret, you know, and that kind of thing. So I use my gifts um, in many capacities um, and then uh, just help with the cleansings and the rites when, 
when they come when they come about you know i'll warn him if i think he's gonna get clobbered well, <laughs> if i feel like it if she wants me clobbered she just won't say nothing yeah you know i won't warn him that there's a left hook coming from yeah something, you know <laughs> You never know how someone's going to react during an exorcism when they're under oppression or possession. Yeah. So, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with saying duck. So, <laughs> or, you know, look out for the puke. It's coming. <laughs> oh, the, the glamour of it all. Yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, I'm, that's, uh, I'm also, so because of my gifts uh, and because I'm part of the church, I'm actually de- deemed a mystic. So I have three archbishops that have... Um, validated me kind of thing like my legitimacy and i have a a seal from the church on a certificate that deems me a mystic um because they just don't use it's just semantics in terms of using like i'm medium or clairvoyant or empath Mm -hmm. they don't use that in in the catholic church so you're a mystic so that's a big honor for me and i'm very proud of that as well because it's it's not a usual thing to have in the church there's not a lot of mystics hanging around (laughs) yeah so you know that's uh but yeah, so that's me. Blah blah me. So who cares? <laughs> what, a, what a fascinating <laughs> background. <laughs> now. <laughs> it's a very fascinating background because I was um, born and raised in New Brunswick, and um, I was raised French Roman Catholic, and we had a convent up the street from where I lived, and I was used to nuns, you know, the little old ladies, you know, in the traditional garb and and everything. And I do. I do wear my full habit. Out. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of it, you know. Nice. And it's funny, people like look twice like I, I had one place I was somewhere a policeman's like wow I haven't seen a nun since Catholic school when I was yeah. six you know and he was just like holy cow like, you know and and uh father was there too and they just were like oh wow you know like when, but we we go out in our clerics so you know and uh it's funny but I have to explain the difference between an, a sister and a nun uh, so a nun is typically on a convent and they've taken um uh, major vows so um and a sister takes minor vows so obviously i don't have a vow of silence <laughs> yeah and um oh, cl- clearly clearly, clearly, <laughs> I, couldn't get, I, I couldn't do I it i couldn't get that i, I, I yeah. negotiated i negotiated that but i didn't win a battle on that one so uh, you're so gonna get it uh, next time i see you <laughs> i love this kibbit thing oh, this yeah. is awesome <laughs> Oh, well. So, but, uh, as a, as a sister, yeah, you don't get the silence. You me. <laughs> no warnings next time, right? Nope, that's it. Oh, you're, yeah. getting, you're, nope. Getting a, you're getting a left hook and barked on all over your shoes. I'm, just gonna watch it ha- I'm not even going to bring a bucket in the room. I'm just going to let it happen. Uh, but yeah, so as a sister, I'm, uh, you know, I can have a job. And actually, with the we're independent Catholic, um, so we're not under the purview of the Vatican. Um, which many Catholics are independent Catholics. Um, and so Plato's actually um, not just an archbishop, he's a cardinal elect. So yes. he'll be up under, like, he's, there's going to be, there's five in the Mexican na- national, in the Mexican national oh, church. Yeah. church. Yeah. And, and Plato will be one of them. He'll be number five so that nice. there's never a. Uh, you know when they take votes on stuff you know he'll he'll yeah, be the, the f- sw- swing yeah, votes yeah, <laughs> yeah well well no it's, what, what it is really it's, it's a, a, a tillery it's called tillery cardinal it's basically a, a cardinal really with without really any particular job it's more of just an elevation 
uh, what it is is in, in the uh, in the independent Catholic Church, uh, we don't follow the Pope. Obviously, we uh, we're recognized by Rome as being valid because of our of our um, apostolic succession. Again, again, I, my lineage goes you know back. I can follow my lineage all the way back to. Uh, the Apostle James. So James, you know, laying hands wow. on Jesus. Yeah. You know, the Father sent me, I sent you. So, yeah. Yeah. You hear me? Yes, I can. You still there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, just like, you know, the, uh, you know the, the Jesus says, as the Father sent me, I sent you. Uh, and, and you'll do greater things than I. And uh, so, you know, Jesus, of course, you know, he sort of laid his hands on the 12 apostles. And then those 12 apostles went forth after his crucifixion. And, of course, this is where you get the lineage of all the priests and bishops and whatnot going forward. It's the laying of the hands. You're being instilled with the gifts that God had given Christ. Christ gave all those gifts to, to, the, to the priests and bishops going forward um, to be able to do the same things. Now, I haven't walked on water yet, but I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. working on it. Um, but, but he has water wings. He has water wings. <laughs> yeah, I can't swim. But, but, but you know, uh, theoretically, we, we, we should be. Good, um, good, good to know that you don't and, swim, and, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're taking you're taking notes. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take out the bishop. Yeah. You know, yeah. who kill. I know. A new episode coming up next. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you can see we get along really good here. It's a, it's a love hate it. relationship. <laughs> but, no, no, in all, in all, in all seriousness, it's, that's what finds our legitimacy as an independent church. That we we still have the apostolic succession. I can, like I like like she can, like she the like king go back to it, the. Uh, the Reiki masters, I can go back to the Apostle James. That's where my lineage comes from. But when you get to a, a level uh, as high as I am in the um, Mexican church or the Ukrainian church or the Polish church, the Greek church, uh, these are the independent churches that I'm speaking of, the Coptic mm -hmm. churches. Um, they don't have um, a pope. Uh, they have basically their high, their high level is their cardinals and their, their, um, their uh, sort of their, um, prelate. They call them prelate. Um, and they're the sort of the, just the head bishop kind of thing, you know, and the mm -hmm. cardinals. So we have in Mexican National Church, we they decided that instead of having one person in charge, uh, they decided to have four. Uh, instead of having one person take charge of the entire world, because Mexican National Church is spread throughout the world now, mm -hmm. uh, even in Canada and Europe, they have four, uh, four um, uh, cardinals. Uh, and so, and then there's two of us that are called tillery cardinals, which are sort of like in the background as cardinals, but um, you know, we like I mean, I was obviously in charge of Canada, mm -hmm. um, and, and I represent Canada. But there's if one of them is to you know step down or you know pass away, or whatever, then we would we would fill that void. Um, so there's there's one in New York, uh, obviously one in Texas, one in California, and there's one in Europe at this stage right now. The four uh, that I speak of. The other well, the other one is myself here in Canada, and I have a, a peer that I was ordained with actually together, and he's uh, down in Pennsylvania. So, um, so when we when the time comes and we may have to step up and take that role, then we will. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but you know it's it, it just it just basically just a uh, elevation, um, and uh, that's all that it really is. But Plato uh, is really, Vatican trained though too for exorcisms. Yes. He's got a great deal of you know yeah, besides think, having not, uh, besides having two PhDs, one in ministry, it's ministry and divinity, right? Your PhDs, mm -hmm. yeah, um, and. Um, and then he's been trained by Vatican, and then with COVID, she, he was she always to go brings to Rome. that out. I, I never share that stuff, but she always brings oh, it well, out. Oh well, you like, should be proud of because, like, yes, you know what? Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm a man of I'm a man of the cloth. I don't care for pride. I, I you know I know I, yeah, I know you're not being prideful. 
Well, I'm I, I sharing I, I, the fact that. Oh, that oh. So shut the cake hole, your eminence, and take oh. you know, take your compliments. You know, it's, you know. Silence, 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 silence. Where was it? What I needed? No. Yeah, I know you no. should have put it in no. writing, dude. Sorry, you missed yeah, the boat on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I did. We'll have to re- renegotiate. No, anyway. <laughs> but when we're no, in the haunted house, cat, who goes first, right? Who's hiding behind who, right? Hmm. Yeah, I yeah we are, I, Well, she's the tallest one with the boots, so I'm usually the one behind her. Uh, that way, you know, I, I just sprinkle holy water over her shoulder, and hopefully, I get something. Uh, so, literally. Um, uh, no, you know, I, I honestly, you know, in all seriousness. Uh, Kia's role in in what I do is paramount. It's 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 so fundamental. It's uh, I can't boast enough about what she does and the gifts. Uh, oh, I came across. Uh, oh, just oh, oh, here she goes. Here we okay. Here we go. You know, her, she's, I'm sure right now we're on uh, a video. She'd be blushing. You know, like, you know, like you know, waving her hand over. Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you are in so much trouble. <laughs> you two are a hoot. <laughs> this uh, is great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> beware, beware, of the, beware of the nun, and be aware more of the nun with a stick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Except included. Yeah. And you know what? Right, right now, Pat's going, why did I schedule this for you? These fools. <laughs> no, I love this. Comedy act. <laughs> but no, right? we're a little punchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all night shift here. <laughs> but no, uh, when I met Kia, she like yeah, she was a, a pagan. I mean, she found the the mainstream churches to be a little disenchanted, not really meeting her needs. Um, and of course, the politics was involved. That's another reason why I'm independent because I I just don't like the politics that he's, that's always involved and and what we do. And you know, the mainstream churches tend to put everything under one umbrella. So you know, if you're a mystic, you're a Catholic, uh, or sorry, I'm, uh, an empath, mm-hmm. sensitive, whatever you may be, you're under one umbrella, it's called bad, it's called evil. That's what the mainstream yeah. churches will normally do. Where, you know, where myself being a little, a little more esoteric, I can say, well, no, she's got a gift. It's, and, I, and I go back to scripture where, you know, the Holy Spirit says, oh, you will know me by my gifts. If you produce if you produce fruit, it's, it's good. If you don't produce fruit, what you do, then it's not good. And you know, it's uh, so that's what it's, it, it speaks of. So, you know, when I met Kia, she was a uh, pagan witch. Yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, uh, she always helped people, and uh, and but she was good. She was good at what she did. She was bang on, and uh, and then we had an immediate connection. Like there was a, you know, there was a, there, there's that that connection where I say, okay, cause I've worked with mediums before and, and other and other sensitive, but there's there's this connection, and I thought, okay, and we just started to be able to work together. It really well, surprised me. I, 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 I think I, I think what kind of blew you away was the fact that most people can't read Plato. A lot of mediums can't re- read him at all, and I like read him like a uh-huh. five cent comic. So, oh yeah, she had, you know she, she had me. She had me hooked, pegged, and line and sinker like from from the day one. I mean, uh, there was no question about it. I mean, but I mean, I I just I, I work with a lot of them in the past. They're not as good, but it's key out. Yeah. Um, but you know, unfortunately, you know, it's it's how I it's how I function. I've always functioned. I've always used people's gifts. They go in, see what goes on. They're also what's good about Kia is she's able to draw them out and get it get the story out. Like I need to know the story. What 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 really happened here? I need the who, what, where, and why of what is really going on in this home and and who's involved and who's actually here. Is are there children? Is it something demonic? Is it not? Earthbound spirits? What? is going on here and sometimes we're talking about interdimensional inter, sorry intergenerational forgive me mm-hmm. of 
things that have gone on over, over a, a location that's been 500 years old. So there's many things that are going on that are overlapping. So he has great going in and saying, okay, this is a crapshoot here. And this is what's going on here. We've got kids. We've got this. We've got that. And that allows me an opportunity to kind of get my game plan on. Okay, this is my, my, my approach, how I'm going to deal with it. And the bonus part of it all right now, uh, that is the fact that she surprised me when she came to me and said, I want to be a Catholic sister. Like, I was like, what? I said, okay. <laughs> I didn't ask her to be and then make her be. And I said, sure. And, and she told me why. She said, because I want to be able to actually uh, participate more on a hands-on uh, assisted me actually like like she can actually lay her hands on people as I'm doing exorcisms so she's a more hands-on the, the, the nuns that do nuns of the sisters that do exorcisms they're they're a little bit more hands-on they actually will pray together they are, lay their hands over people pray over people um, so she wanted that particular component which she couldn't do as a, as a pagan witch you can say okay this is what you're dealing with and then she had to step step back and she was so I guess she was always she told me she was always drawn to I just want to get in there and just like ah you know, <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> grab a demon by the neck kind of thing yeah. um, I said no that's my job <laughs> you know I've had I've had experience like like I, I lived in a in a demon house and uh, so I've had experience and that's before I was involved in the paranormal I didn't bring something home it was before I was a witch I was not a dark witch I wasn't you know into any untoward happenings or anything like that um but what happened was it was a i think what happened is a near-death experience and something caught on to me and followed me back like it kind of you know i was kind of poking the veil and and it just stayed with me and fed off me and you know uh yeah it was was a mess (laughs) Uh, that was and that was before i met plato even um yeah and i dealt with it for years by myself (laughs) and when he walked in the house and she invited me me over (laughs) well well let's get let's step back back she she uh she lived in a haunted house a really bad one and she invited me over um and uh because we made regular do regular things to have you know, regular discussions about things well she invited me over to her house for the first time i thought to myself well there's some serious stuff going on here well this is going to be a fun date <laughs> thanks a lot you know kind of thing you know thanks a lot you know but, but of course you know if you're going to invite it you're going to invite it you're going to invite your priest over to your house you might as well make it good right yeah right. You know, coffee tea biscuits and a demon upstairs in my bedroom that needs to be dealt with yeah <laughs> Her her bedroom was quite it was quite bad actually. He, I mean, I walked he said a four like, letter word. I said, yeah, yeah. I don't, he did. I dropped, he I said, "Who the, the f sleeps like, here?" Oh wow! He had, oh, he had, he had the f bomb on the bed, and he said, "Who the f sleeps here?" I said, "Welcome to the Thunderdome." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. That was so. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I so I always had that experience. <laughs> when I say I have experience with demons, it's not like I you know like hang out with them. But I did live in. I did live with an, an oppression. I never got to possession, mm-hmm. thank God, because it was trying, and it did get to a part that a point that I was oppressed. Especially uh, when I tried to get it to leave, I had a show come in, and they were there for three nights investigating, and it kicked a hornet's nest and made everything worse. So I made sure my son was going to be away for like weeks after because mm-hmm. i fully expected to have to like wage war against whatever was there after if they couldn't have you know if it didn't leave when they left kind of thing and um 
yeah, it was craziness. Like I, everything that you see in the movies, almost like, uh, and I'm being, I was, I'm so lazy. I'm writing a book. I have to finish. I have no excuse. I was locked in the house for a year and I didn't do it. Like really, <laughs> but uh, you know, but it, but it was interesting because I did experience as a lay person before I got into the paranormal. All you know, shadow people, um, the clawing in the walls, uh, windows breaking for no reason, paintings flying off the walls. Uh, Things that would um, apport through the house, like uh, you know, I used to use the playing cards to work on psychometry, and um, the de- half the deck would disappear, and I would find it like two months later, like downstairs underneath a couch cushion. You know, wow. when I went to bed with it, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, I would wake up with bruising. I got scratched. Um, you know, you name it, it happened. My son experienced it. Footsteps, drawers opening and shutting, pot lids, pot lids rattling. Um, but it was, it really had ownership of, like, it wanted me. Mm-hmm. And it was very protective and it didn't like men. And so when we were filming the show, the the sensitive, uh, intuitive, he calls himself, um, literally ended up unconscious in the dirt between the houses. No. Like, wow. Ben didn't know how he got there. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was like not impressed, the fact that there was a male coming in. And I used to do automatic writing, and it would send me messages about, you know, like I can't use the words on air, that it would call me and say, and I would wake up in these really... Um, sexually suggestive position so it could have been dealing oh, with please share please in, share yeah well no i'm not gonna <laughs> but like you know what i'm saying and like about 30 bruises on my legs like that look like finger marks not one or two like it looked like i was grabbed and yanked all through the bed and um you know i i i think it could have very well been an incubus that i had in the house with other things it was more than just one spirit in the house so that was like how i kind of cut my teeth on dealing with uh, negative entities was like having to live it firsthand and i was on my own i didn't know anyone when it started i didn't know what to do i started reading so you know i started saging i started holy using holy water salt Black salt, white salt, pink salt, blue salt, you yeah. name it. There was salt everywhere. <laughs> like if you had cattle in my house. <laughs> They'd love it. was it. like a giant salt lick in my house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would sage the place till it was like a hot box. Like you couldn't even <laughs> see. I'd have to take out the batteries and incense and you name it. And it was just like, it kind of came to the point that it was like an impasse. That it was like, okay, I'm not going to mess with you anymore if you don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then and then after um, you know quite some time because I lived with that for a lot of years uh, and then ended up in the paranormal and subsequently met father and had him come and do blessing of the house and a cleansing of the house so which was good get rid of it so it yeah, must awesome. have been terrifying awesome in the date. beginning yeah. really good yeah you're a married man for the love of peach yeah i know you're an old married man no yeah i am vibrant and young <laughs> so am i uh-huh. so anyway that's how we got together in terms of working together and yeah. uh, okay. you know but our job we, like we joke uh because you know what it's just you got to laugh stuff off it raises your vibration anyway yes, right agreed. and uh you know it's good for us and there's so much negativity in the world right now that anything you can do to raise your vibration is super duper and you know um like i say as people are kind of sucking right now we need to be better to one another as we go through some really hard transitional times and um, 
you know but what we do yeah, is, is no joke it's um you know it's dangerous it's, it's you know it's you don't get paid for it like you know in the paranormal cat it's mm-hmm. all voluntary like yeah. you know it's a, it's a charity industry really and well we, we know, are the, we are the fourth we are the fourth largest volunteer organization in the world the paranormal world is the fourth largest uh charitable organization in the world we have more hmm. volunteers and people who do things for free than anywhere else you can imagine that um but it's been a, yeah it's been a horrible couple of years uh with the with the covid where you can't cross the border that's supposed to open soon uh but even even with it being open it's i don't think it's completely quite safe or ready to make that trip down there um I, i've been speaking to a lot of people in the states and they are they're validating the fact that you know it's just not that good just yet um but the border at least will be open so hopefully by the uh going into the new year we'll, you know we'll be able to start to making those trips back down and get involved and whatnot. But, you know, I think um, what I realized with the COVID is that there's still a lot of Canadian uh, things that we can do, a lot of help that needs to be done up on this side of the border. But you don't see people coming forward as much as you would in the States. So I, I would, I'd like to see more the Canadian uh, perspective because, you know, this is all worldwide. You get it in Europe, you get it in England, yeah. you get it in Australia. You get, so, you know, and so I, I just don't find as many people coming forward on the Canadian side. What do you think that is? Uh, um, I don't know. I just I don't think that the the resource like well, it's, we uh, we don't uh, <clears throat> for lack of words not not advertising, but I, I don't think they know where to go, what to do. So mm-hmm. they see this stuff on TV. They see you know they see these shows on these show, they see these shows on TV. A lot of these individuals from the states have actually reached out to me saying, well, you know, I've got, had a lady come to me with a case, um, but you know, I don't know what to do with and how how to handle it. Uh, you know, that person is a TV personality he's on the, he does his own show he's like you know like taps or whatever and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that they, yet yet they don't know what to do they, they, but they reach out to them because they're the ones who they see um, we don't see a lot of Canadian content I think that's hoping to change I'm hoping to make that change that, that they're we can start seeing some some paranormal shows that so are yay Canadian content <laughs> yeah. Canadian. Well, no, well yeah well this is well why not I mean this is what I this is right I, I want to have the interview with you Kat and then also you know if there's uh, if there's Investigations that we can document and 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 put online. We try to we try to uh, let people know on Facebook, or, you know, um, of, of things that we've done and that we are doing. And we get testimonials from people here in Canada, so that people can reach out and, and say, "Oh, you know, I am from Canada and I have a case." And you know, that's a lot of people I'm finding are, well, I just see American, 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 and, yeah. and you know, and how do I get, how am I going to get someone from Arizona to come up here and help me out? You know, in in, in downtown Renfrew or whatever. You know, yeah. you know so there is. <laughs> There needs there are Pembroke or whatever you know there needs to be you know a lot more um, um, openness uh, you know letting people know that you know, this happens here too a lot and it does. sometimes maybe even worse yeah you know, we have a lot of history up here um, uh, haunted areas haunted building history of things that, are, that have occurred uh, in Ontario alone not alone the entire I'm sure out in the maritime as well maritime mm-hmm. history, we need, for yeah. sure yeah, yeah so we need so we need I'm to, a maritime uh, girl eh so oh, so am I yeah yeah. yeah. We have a lot of uh, a lot of crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. part of the Maritimes. Bo- yeah, I was born. Uh, I was born on the island. My dad's okay. a Newfie, so uh-huh. that's that's quite the combination right there. Yeah, <laughs> it explains a lot, right, Kat? You're like, oh, now I get it. Now <laughs> I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> no, that's so, but, but, but uh, it, it, it's yeah, been but hard it, though with COVID because we've haven't we felt like our we've had our hands tied and we haven't been able to help people as much as 
we would like to, but we do do help remotely. And, you know, if someone's in a bad way, we can start them off with prayers. Um, you know, um, Plato's really good to send people in need if we deem, you know, next stage, uh, like holy oil and uh, exorcism salt, and then you can't ship water, so they would have to go to a church to get holy water, mm -hmm. but send that down so that they can do a cleansing. We kind of teach, you know, we're kind of teaching the DIY of cleansing in a, yeah, we, in a, we, in a, in a Catholic way. Yeah, you know. we like to empower people with things that they can do themselves because you know mm -hmm. they, they can do a lot of the, they can do a lot of this work. They can do a lot of the prayers and they can do a lot of the spreading the oil around the salt and whatever and doing sort of little things as as they're instructed to do. And 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 it, they've we've had some lot, lot of successes without having even having to go. They've already like nipped it in the butt and and they're on the way to recovery. So you know it does work because you know we just can't reach everybody. But I think people should take take. Uh, empowerment of themselves and, and, and know that you know you do have free will and you do have divine spirit and you and you, you can't fight this back and set boundaries or do whatever and, and, and tell people you know you're not welcome here you know move on if it's a birth down spirit these, these are sort of the things that that people uh, can take um, you know control of themselves because you know and if I had to visit everybody they called I mean I would never <laughs> Ever, you know. you'd never sleep. Well, you wouldn't have two. Um, you wouldn't have two pennies to rub together. <laughs> well, that that you know, that too, because you know that's that that exact that's that's true as well. Um, though though you know some some of them do offer you know uh, like you know accommodations or you know uh, they're, they're my gas or whatever, and that's fine. And I, I mean we'll accept that you know um, because they also feel like they've contributed, especially if it's a, a really good outcome and they've gotten some success from it. I mean you know they feel good about it, and so I I you know. But I, I, we don't do it for money. It's not about money. It's all about helping people, and 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 you know, the, it's it's a hard battle because I mean, you know, we will save one, but then three more become affected, afflicted, and so it's it's a losing battle right now um, because evil is so predominant all over the world, and with everything's going on, and people's uh, hardships with COVID and other things, things have brought out the worst in people. And like Kia says, Kia says, you know, we need to be nice to each other, but you know, when uh, when you're trying to feed your family and you're out of work and you're frustrated and and the COVID's there, and you've got restrictions, and your business is closed because you know the government says you have to close. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard. It's really hard to be positive. It's hard, hard to to say, okay, well, everything's going to work, work work out, but we don't know where we're going to get our next you know our meal. So it's really hard, and I can understand where it's coming from, but um, it's just a sign of the times. I, I believe we're in the end times. This is all part of it, and this is a, a great testing for all, um, and not just for them, but for myself, but yeah, you, everybody. We're all sort of struggling um, to find, uh, you know ways to get by and make things work um, and work out and make the ends meet so um, all we can do is be that support um, for them and uh, and empower them so that they can move forward uh, because you know whatever they learn they can pass on to you know uh, to other people and whatnot so we're doing a lot more stuff online now and doing teaching that way as opposed to going and speaking at the paracons mm -hmm. you know um, because we can't get to them like, I wish there was more paracons here in our, Canada well, you know, nobody's invited we us. <laughs> well, I don't even know if there are any. I've never heard. Well, there was um, one that John Moore had about three years ago that I went to, uh, and I was hoping that he was going to have that every year. But no, it, it's not big here like it is in the yeah. States. No, it's not. It's no, totally Ed. different. I was at that one, Kat, so. You I were. Yeah, I, 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 was oh, supposed, I was supposed to be there, but I didn't. I couldn't make it. But yeah, um, you know. Uh, but I, I mean, I did. I did meet up with Michelle Deroche, who was yep. there, and uh, she did bring me on board for a little while, um, you know, but I mean, her approach is a little bit different than what I'm sort of 
uh, well, the way I want to do things. So, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, we, we parted ways uh, nicely, obviously, and um, we're good friends still. But, I mean, I did help her in quite a few cases, but uh, she takes things in a different approach. She's more of an investigative and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, you know, I would do some of the cleansing, but a lot of that, a lot of that didn't get, um, in all fairness, a lot of that didn't get posted. A lot of that didn't get spoke of. I mean, she said, well, you know, I brought, you know, Father Payroll in, we did a cleansing, blah, blah, blah. And then she would sit on a stool and she would talk about, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a paranormal, uh, you know, expert, blah, blah, blah. We talked about a certain case. They reenacted a lot of things. But at the end of it, you know, like, how do we help the client? Mm -hmm. That wasn't small. So, uh -huh. so I found that that just wasn't fulfilling enough for me. I want, I, my, my part of it is I want. She's to wonderful, by the way. And oh, she is. Skills. I've she's met her and I've had her on the show too. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she's great. Oh, don't get me wrong. She's wonderful. And, and she's got a clairvoyant that works with her and I worked with her, uh, Amelia, initially when she, before I, uh, I, you know, I left and did my own thing. And I said, well, I said, this is like to me, I just need to, to spread my wings out more. And, and so I ended up going more stateside and joined, you know, the Nespar and the other teams that are down there. And then the Paracon started happening and whatnot. And, and, and that's the whole premise. Like when I go to a Paracon, I'm, I'm, I stand up and I'm telling people, specifically people who are in the investigative part of the paranormal, like, you know, like what John does. And mm -hmm. trying to, to tell them how to protect themselves, or what to watch for, when to ask for help, when, you, when to know when you're over your head, those sorts of things. Um, and of course, you know, letting them know that there are people out there with wonderful gifts that they need to be utilized, especially in these teams, that can be a, a great help. And, 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 and I was trying to foster an environment where, you know, I want to welcome. And they were, you know, they were taken back by here as a Catholic priest, a bishop who's welcoming people who have well, Peggy Gibson, for example. So, yeah. I, but it, it doesn't matter. I, you know, I, but they're sort of sitting in the background in the corner of the, in the closet, saying, "Well, I don't want anybody to know that I'm an empath, or I'm sensitive, or I'm this, or I'm that." I say, no. If you got gifts, cultivate them. Get out there and help people. And and then and and if you, you know, in doing so, you're you know, we're we're all part of the battle, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of culture I'm trying to cultivate is that no, I want you out there. They're like, well, well you know, especially when I was out in Michigan, they're like their eyes are all wide open, saying, really, yeah, yeah, John, you go for it. If, you, if God's giving you a gift, then, then embrace it and, and go with it because with the gifts come the the power and the support uh, that will open up the right doors to get you in the right places to to learn uh, to even be better and stronger and 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 uh, be more helpful because you know, and, and like she says, we have to help each other. Well. Helping each other means, you know, using whatever gifts gifts you have and resources to be able to help people. Um, so that that needs to happen. But again, you know, the, a lot of people are just hiding in the well. I don't want I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to say anything. I want people to go crazy. I want I don't want you know anybody you know, get in trouble. And you know, so a lot of these gifts just get suppressed. They're not they're not embraced. They don't they're not accepted. The gift is not accepted, and it's wasted. So um, I'm I try to open those doors up for people and say, you know, it's okay. It's, it, it is okay uh, to do that, provided that, you know, and, you know, um, and, then, and then of course, people who are in Reiki, that they're trained properly. Um, there's just a lot of mistraining, mis a lot of missed opportunities here. Uh, and, and that's all I'm trying to do. And I couldn't do that too with Michelle, because Michelle was more, you know, go in and do a case, and then she put it on TV, and then it was basically the storyline, and that was well, you it. Just, it was, you, you know, just have different paths, that's all. It's just. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just but, thinking uh, those I mean, exact words. Yeah. You read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, like I said, you know, we we still friends. She just she does her own thing, and uh, and um, and it, I I just needed to to move to a different direction where I I'm trying to cultivate uh, those uh, those uh, other things that that she doesn't touch upon and doesn't you know that's that's not her forte. Well, um, a lot of which, what's what's being put out for people is they don't see what they don't. Okay, uh, 
a lot of people obviously well, I don't want to say obviously, but a lot of people don't believe in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anymore. And, uh, you know, attendance to churches is down, not just because of COVID, like overall. Yes. And like, let me tell you, when I converted from being a witch to a sister, I actually had people that didn't want to be friends with me anymore because really? they thought I was stupid and it was a joke and religion was a joke. And, you know, it was really like, it was kind of like being a witch was more accepted than being a sister hmm. and being a sister was very frowned upon by um, a lot of people, you know, and uh, which I was kind of like, not shocked by, but I figured there'd be some blowback, but you know, it's, it just goes to show you how things have changed in the mainstream, you know, as to what's acceptable and what's not. I mean, years and years ago, you couldn't talk about, paranormal stuff they think you were crazy and now look at us talking to you on the airwaves about it you know and talking about exorcisms you know openly and Mm -hmm. as if it's and with what we're doing like yes we want to teach people we want to make sure they're protecting themselves for like investigators and stuff like that like there's a lot of things that we want to do but basically it's teaching and helping and um you know and we use the paracons as opportunities just to to do exactly that um you know, uh, Plato will do a lot of blessings when we're out and bless objects for people and s- such like that when we're meeting people. Um, so we just kind of use those opportunities to help uh, when it's not like a boots on the ground case. Um, but we would like in the future to do some work that people um, actually see uh, real exorcisms being done you know, and understand that what we're doing is not a joke. It's a lot of work. You know, we might joke around, but this is, it takes preparation. It doesn't happen overnight. We don't just go come, you know, holy water blazing and throwing salt, you know, into a building and that's the end of it. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of work pre. Um, The people are screened for mental health issues because, you know, that's important. They're screened physically. Because, again, it can be hard on the body, um, you know, and, uh, and we, do, I, we do a health history, you know, on people because um, I want to know if you're diabetic. You know, if you pass out, I want to know what's going uh-huh. on with you. We're both registered nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, both done, we've both done trauma nursing. So we also bring that to the table in terms of, again, incorporating it in our toolbox when we're helping people. Um, you know, and I like checking blood pressure and oxygen saturations and heart rates and, you know, all that sort of thing. And knowing when a person needs a break during an exorcism, some of them are easier than others, obviously, but like, we want to like, um, because we're independent Catholic, we, we can film the Catholic church, like old school Catholic church would not, uh, film, uh, Mm -hmm. a, a priest would not be granted permission to film and record. Uh, an exorcism for public consumption sort of thing. Um, but we want people to see that and understand that and understand the right, like, because we use the, the old right when we're doing it. And um, I think people would be interested in it. It's a different approach, you know, than some people use in terms of cleansing. And that's okay. Whatever works, you know, whatever you believe in and whatever's going to keep you, you know, safe from negativity, I'm all for it. Um, you know, but we, we, we do want people to understand that, you know, um, it's, it's like, I mean, the, the last one that we did, I had a pretty big, like, uh, tether with the person, I call it. And so, like, our kind of, like, we were really crossed together 
And basically, the whole time this person cried, I was bawling too, huh. like I, uncontrollably because of being an empath. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. stop. And I mean, I was ugly crying. And they were recording this. And this was um, because we consult with NESPAR, we consult with PPRI, which is a Canadian. They do Canadian and Eastern uh, US, um, but they do Maritimes in Canada. So we just signed up, well, you know, to consult with them, religious consultants, same as with NESPAR and Lorraine Warren's group. And, um, you know, anybody else that needs us, you know, we're not, uh, we're not, we kind of, we're independent contractors. <laughs> yeah. You know, just go where we're needed. But, uh, yeah, we want people to see the real thing and that, you know, that you never how it's, you never know how it's going to go. Um, Plato's been attacked with someone, you know, with a big, huge knife uh, during oh. an exorcism. They broke their, broke restraints and had to call the police or you can just have them that they're pretty quiet where they idly like threaten to stab him in the throat but nothing physical actually comes of it you know so um i think people might be interested in seeing what something like that is really um about the way we do it anyway or anyway actually i mean pagan cleansings whatever but just speaking with us in terms of doing that you know that's something in the future we'd like people to see going forward um because that's not the same as like going to a haunted house with your flashlights and doing investigations mm-hmm. and stuff right it's yeah. kind of like part two <laughs> yeah or part three part three of the process right and everybody in the paranormal field gets that but lay people don't get that you know and they're not seeing that what goes on and uh, the effects that people um have when they're dealing with um negative entities or oppressions or possessions you know and then you get a lot of people that ask like is the exorcist real is that like a good is that a good um sort of idea of what happens well everyone's different i mean aside from the um neck spinning 360 because that would (laughs) sever your spinal cord you know a lot of what happens in that movie it's terrifying because it's real (laughs) and people in the paranormal that have seen that understand that lay people might just think it's all just movie bullcrap and of course based on a true story usually means that five percent of the movie is real (laughs) you know and 95 percent is embellished for entertainment value um but there is a grain of truth in those things and um you know but the exorcist it's terrifying i i don't like to watch it actually um because it's it bothers me it's too real you know it's too it's too real and it was well done and that was kind of the big first thing that opened people's eyes to it right like that's Mm -hmm. the the big movie that if you're thinking of uh of of exorcism that's kind of the the one that everybody's seen and is terrified by but yeah a lot of that's real so that's scary (laughs) yeah (laughs) my daughter loves horror movies and she's never seen that movie and my husband and i husband and i are adamant like we don't want you watching it in the house uh, yeah. I just don't feel comfortable. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It totally lowers the vibration. It's, uh, you know, and uh, it's terrifying. You know, it, it really is. And uh, there's another one. I can't remember the name of it. But when I was watching it, like, I felt sick. I shut it off. I'm like, no, it's too, it's too real. I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to see. This isn't entertainment for me. It's, it's real life. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I don't. You know, I've like I've dealt with oppression. My son had an oppression, um, you know, that I had to get a Eucharist in that child, you know, and wow. get what was in him out of him. Mm-hmm. And it was because they they did that. It wasn't long after I became a sister, and it was a 
it was kind of a warning shot, if you will. You know, what what better way to upset a mother is to come after their child, right? Exactly. If they can't get to you, they're going to go to what's close closest to you, exactly. what, me- what means to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know it. And yep. because he does have gifts and he's not as you know, he hasn't had them for as long, obviously, he's still working on controlling them and protecting himself and stuff like that, that, you know, it's easier, he's an easier target than I am to get to, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, unfortunately, something was in him. And like, it was, it was scary. There was the two of us home here. And it got really bad. And I thought, Oh, my God, like my own child might punch me in the face. And he's Mm -hmm. six foot six. Oh, you know, He's a, I mean, I'm 5'10", but still, he's still, he's way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to put holy water and holy oil on him and doing the prayers and he was cackling and laughing and he's like the demon's laughing. It was terrifying, wow. you know, and it was real life and my own child. And I thought, oh my God, like, you know, hold it together. <laughs> yeah. And I had, I shoved a Eucharist in his mouth and he, ga- and he gagged and he gagged and he gagged and he gagged. And I said, you know you know i prayed to god that it would stay in him and evict whatever was in him and it left and it never came back but it was pretty terrifying you know as a mother to go through that with a child so thank god i've never experienced anything like that yeah 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 and and you know yourself you're you're sensitive so Mm -hmm. we attract stuff like bug lights yeah exactly yeah we have to be so careful right and fortify the house basically and you know but i still i mean i don't know about you but i still get stuff in the house all the time like i'm just i sage um you know once uh the energy starts feeling strange and people are cranky in the house um Mm -hmm. you know people just wants to want to start fights you know arguments and it's like okay it's time to sage and then everything just feels so much lighter afterwards exactly and uh i i still sage and that's fine it's acceptable the church uses incense and and sage Mm -hmm. is interchangeable you know it's not uh it's not wrong for me to use sage as a sister you know Mm -hmm. if people would question it like i i was talking to the um father and i are both part of the order of exorcists Mm -hmm. and uh, i was talking to um father ron father ron Ron, Mm -hmm. uh about stuff and he he asked do you have you know, sage in the house with you if, if you don't have incense, you know, and he's he's the head honcho for the order of exorcists. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so teaching the child to protect himself is quite important in my in my life. Definitely. And uh, thank God that hasn't happened again because it was pretty, pretty scary. So, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Anytime there's been fighting in the house, saging it or incense is really a good idea. And just cleansing all that business and if someone's been sick actually people don't know this but sage smoke is antiviral and antibacterial too yes. so i knew that but yeah. i never use it after someone's been ill i never even thought huh yeah yeah especially if someone's coughing i'm like yeah burning the sage, <laughs> running around with the stick in the house like yeah germ germ germs <laughs> you get the buckley's and the, and the sage <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> so, can you walk us through a little bit on how I know it's different from case to case, but when someone first uh, contacts you and you know you need to do an ex- exorcism, can you are you able to walk us through a little bit of what happens? Yeah, Father, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I've been blabbering. Do I have your permission, sister? <laughs> can I speak now? You, you may. <laughs> I'll be good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
right. <laughs> anyway, no, you know, this is a this is a process that uh, might, might take three months, uh, or up to three months, or you know, or as long as it takes. Uh, basically, someone comes to us with a with a case, and you know, we immediately uh, start to investigate, and that can that can entail uh, a paranormal team going in and and, and getting some fluid, camera work, you know, ghost box, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. whatever and, and kind of get that sort of physical evidence um, then of course there's there's extensive interviews that have to go on um, history of the of the home history of what what, what went on and every member of the family gets interviewed uh, so we try to put the pieces together and this is where uh, Kia it becomes very fundamental and and, and and going in and sort of getting the spiritual sense of the home uh, and she'll be able to say okay there's something definitely here um, this is what I'm picking up I'm, this is the kind of and because you know and, and Kia gets like she gets right in and She'll start crying. She'll start. She basically starts to feel what uh, is, you know, the emotions of what's actually going on, the trauma, whatever might be going on, and into this location. Uh, so we, we kind of get all that information put together, and then you know we interview the the, the people involved, and then we'll start with okay, um, we we, we want to rule it out that it, it isn't like schizophrenia or something mm-hmm. else. So once we kind of rule out, okay, there's definitely something going on here. Uh, then we start to give the clients homework. Um, we want to see their intent. Um, it's very important that we get a consent. Um, without a consent, we can't do anything. And it's like it's a spiritual consent. Like, you know, oh, yeah, I want this thing gone. Or mm-hmm. there's people that said, I want this thing gone, with, in, but deep down in their heart, they don't. And then it doesn't work, and we're wasting our time. I need to have that consent. That's paramount. That's, that's a Vatican train, number one rule. You walk in, you know, what do you want? Okay, and do you want this? Yes, then we proceed. Uh, I got to have that consent. So once we get that that okay, we, we start giving them homework. We start um, spreading oil and salt and water through the entire home. We give them prayers to say a daily, uh, go to church or any church that's Christian, a Christian church that doesn't have to be Catholic. And we get them to get them to a practice. We wanted to get them to start changing the way they live their lives, really is what we're trying to do. Because, you know, it's not like, you know, Key and I go in there waving our magic wand, just like Harry Potter, you know, and you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know bibbidi bobbidi boo, you know, you know. Uh, you know, and it's done. It's 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 that's all we really do is we go in and take back the free will somehow they've lost, mm-hmm. and but the journey is theirs, and they need to be able to carry on after we're long gone, like forever. So it's like you know, changing your ways, doing family prayers, going back to church, not dabbling in something, getting rid of things that you shouldn't be doing, uh, doing the things you should be doing, and like vice versa. So we get that process started. We will eventually end up coming to the home and doing a, a full cleansing. But, you know, they've already done the prep work and they've already got the good habits, which I've seen because they'll, they'll have to prove to me. Because there are people who haven't done anything we've asked them to do. So I'll say, well, you want things done, but you won't do things we've asked you to do. Mm-hmm. So how you, do you expect this? Well, we just want you to come and fix it. Well, it doesn't work that way. It's your journey. It's your issues. We've got to get you to, to start changing your, your way and moving forward. Um, lot or of times I, or that, I want the demon gone, but I don't believe in God. And it's like, yeah. well, uh-huh. oh, yeah. that's, that's yeah, how yeah. we work. So if you don't believe in what we're doing and you don't believe yeah. that there's a God, then then how can you how can you exactly. consent? And, you know, so like, exactly. sorry. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and they want to go back to their practices, right? They want to go back to their, their vile practices, whatever they're doing that is causing the problem to begin with. It. So, um, you know, it's so it's all that that needs to be investigated. It's vetted out. Again, then we, we put the medical component in there. There's a, that, there was the key and I being medical professionals will you know we we review medications like i mean can you handle an exorcism do you have a heart condition uh are you diabetic are you this or that and 
Because you know, while we're doing the exorcism, we do, we do vital signs, we monitor and vital that. I mean, for blood pressure to jump up two hundred plus, mm-hmm. you know, systolic. You know, we need to say, okay, we need to stop and back off and give this person a break. So, you know, there's all that that needs to be taken into consideration. We thought so. We do a complete medical review. Um, you know, we want to know what what's going on, any preconditions that you may have, and uh, and things like that. So that that part also needs to get done. And then, you know, then we we need to interview the rest of the members of the family because there might be someone in the family that. That is bringing the problem, you know, into the home. Um, I had, did a case once in, out in Grimsby, Ontario, and um, you know, we went through the entire house. And we couldn't figure out why this stuff was keep coming back. And I was with Michelle DeRocher at the time, mm. and it was that the, the grandfather that lived there was very quiet about things. He didn't say anything to anybody. You know, he he just participated, whatever. But until you know, I'm very thorough, so I went through the entire house, the barn, the sheds, that you name it. I go, I go in crawl spaces, I go in closets, I go everywhere. So you know, um, so uh, I ended up, I ended up at. Uh, sort of like the grandfather's man cave out in the garage and he was a mason uh he was a true mason and a practicing mason and uh um and that so basically his heart wasn't in, into it so the fact that he lived there it was very hard to cleanse that particular location because he kept bringing this stuff back so we need to interview every member of the family and and, and whatnot so it's it's a whole family of uh, event it is just one person the one person will will affect the entire family then of course you know we we get him to do all the, all the preliminary work, the homework. Uh, Kia being Reiki, uh, you know, a practitioner will will do post exorcism Reiki because, like the Bible says, you know, you have to fill the empty space with something good. Because once I cast that out, there's an empty vessel there or an empty space, and if it up, it's just quite clear the devil or the demons will return with seven worse demons than itself. So that's where Kia comes in, does the post exorcism Reiki. Um, which you know can re- realign the body, get their sort of their solar plexus or whatever back into place, and 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 get that get those that positiveness back. And then then we we leave the family with a bunch of oil, salt, water, you know, enough to make a Greek salad if you may, <laughs> and and off you go, you know, with instructions on how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, meals at home kind of thing. <laughs> so um, and a few black and olives. Course, there's follow up. <laughs> then, then 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 there's follow up. I mean, we follow up a week later, a month later. How are things going? Any problems? Mm-hmm. Any concerns? And a lot of times it's it's a roller coaster. We've had some bad days, some good days, but they're definitely on the mend. So this whole process, three months, four months. So it's not like you know we just go in one day and do our thing. We really stage a stage, and we want we want to set up the uh, the client for success. So we uh, do everything that needs to get done. So when we go in there, we know exactly what we're doing, what we're what the expectations are, um, and we know we know uh, how to approach it because every approach is different. And, uh, and, uh, and and again, we, we go in with the premise that we're going to succeed, and we always do because we, we want that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not coming back. It's a one-time thing, right? Um, so uh, that's that's the process, really, in a nutshell. I mean, it's uh, it can be a lot more detailed than that. We may have to go into the history. We may have to, you know, um, we may have to move move people from the family uh, home. Um, we need to find out what they're dabbling in. We, we need to make sure that everybody's on board. One member of the family could control the entire. Um, you know, uh, the thing into chaos and and not be successful. I think I think that we did a, an exorcism for uh, the with Despire in New Jersey, and, and I remember Kia going through the home and and went through the, one of the daughter's bedrooms and noticed all these sort of little trinkets hanging up. But I think it was all pagan trinkets, pagan sort of sort of. But they didn't. They didn't. They were just wearing them as jewelry. It wasn't anything untoward. But I had to check right because. Exactly. A lot of teenagers do stuff that their parents yep. don't know about, so there yeah. could be a teenager in the house that's right. playing with spirit board, which you know yeah. is is a tool of divination. 
and mm -hmm. divination has been around for like ever and I, so you know that includes like dowsing rods and and, pen, and right. pendulums and you know it, right. it's it's not just a one and only uh way to open a open a gateway kind of thing or ask for invite things in but you know kids kids will do that right and uh and, yeah, and so we, parents yeah, don't so know. We that, so yeah. sometimes we yeah. have to pull a kid aside and be like, "So, uh, do you, do you, are you?" And I'm like, "Don't be afraid. If you're a Wiccan or if you're like, uh, yeah. like just tell. I just need to know what what you are. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. where you're at. What's your yeah, like? I, I've been I've been I've been I've been to a home where you know I, I was doing the home, and as I was going through the house, and, going, and I did this with Michelle Groshi actually um, way back. I remember going down into the basement of the home, and all of a sudden, you know, there was a curtain there. Like it was it was an unfinished basement, so it was sort of like a curtain to make it sort of like a space. And you know, I pulled. I, I always pull the curtain because I want to. I want to get every spot, you know, in the home. And there, mm -hmm. I'm looking at a Reiki table. I'm looking at a Reiki table and crystals and all this stuff. And of course, I, I can. And I'm not a crystal specialist by any means, but I know enough to know that you know, there's a ton of different crystals with color, the different different types that probably shouldn't be in the same room at the same time. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this may be where your problem is, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, that you know, you're not you're not practicing Reiki appropriately. Maybe you weren't trained properly. Um, you got obviously you got a ton oh, no, of crystals. Some people there. don't even understand it. Like it's not the crystals themselves, Plato. You know better than that. Uh, it's I know, but but it, it, they hold on to energy, right? Like if you're looking at obsidian, obsidian's like a, a vacuum for yeah. for for energy. And if you're not properly cleansing your crystals, you're holding on to certain, well, especially well, certain yeah. certain ones hold on to negative energy. Yeah, a whole but lot point, more. Yeah, yeah, but the point I was trying to make is the fact is is that. You know, she's the one who's saying she's got issues, that she doesn't know what she's doing, she's being oppressed. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if you're in that state where you're in trouble and you need some kind of spiritual help, maybe you should hold off doing Reiki for a while. How's that? <laughs> that was my point. Yeah. You know, so I was, I was thinking, you know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, because you know, know Reiki is, you know, I, I, Akia will tell you, right? I know enough to know that, you know, you're, 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 you're laying your hands on the individual, around the individual, and you're, you're, you're sharing the energy, you're sort of, taking the energy from them and you're sort of shifting things around well if you're not in place yourself you shouldn't be doing this uh, because you're going to, you might be picking up negative things from that individual that's just looking for help and then now it's your problem it becomes your problem your issue so you know um, that's where I was coming from with that it's, it's you know I'm thinking okay well that's that maybe you need to put a stop to this first and that's get you back on the track and then you can maybe you know you know reach out to that later or, or, or visit that later so it, it's just you need to get down to the bottom of what's going on and why things are not working for certain people when they should be. So it's you know there's always a story, um, you know, behind everybody and everything. So um, and and every member of the family is included in that process because you know there may be one person that doesn't really think they're doing anything and they are. Um, again, we talk about inter intergen intergenerational ties. Um, mm -hmm. It could have been you know there's a whole uh, a whole whole uh, uh, you know bloodline of people in that, in that family that maybe uh, has a history of things that were going on back in the 1800s. That might need to be addressed as well. So we look at everything. We look at everything. And uh, again, this is where I, I you know, um, you know, I have most of Kia knows her stuff, and, and Kia can go walk, I'll walk in, and she can, she can get the story out. She can, she can draw out what's there, draw out the story, put the pieces together, and give me like a really complete picture of what's going on, not just some half-assed, you know, part story which doesn't complete, you know, the situation and and leaves you sort of vulnerable because I, I don't know uh you know am i going to be able to, to get this out of here when i don't know what's going really going on mm -hmm. um i end up using i go in and if they're catholic and they're up to it um i will do reconciliation i'll actually sit down with one, each member of the family and have confession um of course i don't share what i hear but you know but a lot of times what i do here um 
bingo, I've, I found what the problem was, right? And maybe a history, maybe it's something that they've done uh, that they've confessed. And uh, I give them absolution. I give them, you know, uh, anointing of the oil. I give them, I give them all that. But they, they get that, they get that sort of resolution. So I do that prior, and then, but at the same time, I get the history of what's going on. Of course, I don't share anything. So I can't, I can't share that. But you know, uh, it gives me a really good idea of, of what it is that I'm dealing with, or maybe I get, to, I get to the to the why. Um, having said that, on the on the flip side, Kia might have already picked up on on that particular thing. Um, so uh, um, and without even having a, having a confession, she's already sensed that um, part. Um, so you know, and sometimes you know, although I can't say that's what it is because it's, it's a confessional. I, I, I've seen Kia actually hit bang on with, with what's going on. And she can she can do this remotely. She doesn't even have to. She can say, well, we're going to a case. I let her read the text message I might get or the email. And then she'll tell, say to me, you know what? It's real. There's something there. I can feel it. It's a guy. It's this. It's that. And we haven't even gone there yet. So, and she does this all the time. Um, so, like, um, so, again, an individual that has that kind of gift that you can work with really makes the outcomes awesome you know and we know that we can go in there to be successful in what we do um yeah, I mean, i'm most not a medium i don't see dead people and i'm so cool with that that's fine <laughs> by me <laughs> yeah. and, god, and god bless the ones that have that gift because i i don't know if i could handle that one <laughs> but uh you know and then when and then after like that's the starting point and then we go in and we work from the outside of the house into the house in terms of doing the blessing and uh, even the animals are anointed with holy oil to protect them because oh, it's yeah. a living oh. it's a living vessel that the, the entities can jump and the into land. Yeah. Right? and the land i'll put salt, i'll put yeah. salt outside the, yeah. I'll, I'll do salt outside of the property that's what i'm I'll saying we start outside mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, I give them the medals to bury on the ground, you know, in the four corners. So don't, like, like, don't tell me where they're buried, because you don't know. And they can't be removed. So just we just bury them in, 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 in secret places all over in, in the ground, bless the ground. Like we work our way, our, we work our way in, and uh, and we, we we're very thorough. We we don't miss anything. Sometimes um, I have to do. We have to do a, a funeral because a graveyard is on the property. Desecrated, and it's been desecrated over two hundred mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Right, yeah. one of the so, last cleansings we did. That was one of the things. There was actually yeah. two graveyards on the property, um, where there was old old headstones, and the house was two hundred years old, but they'd been desecrated. So, uh, a funeral is part of of doing the. It's actually, right. yeah, like, like, you re- know, a subcategory re- that we have to do to. Yeah, well, well I'll, I'll do like, like I'll do like a uh, like I'll do a, a re a re funeral, like a, a miniature funeral, which we re- consecrates the ground, and then you know then 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 those those souls are at rest, and then you know then I can work my way through whatever else might be there. So as I you know I'm 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 dealing with one and, and dealing with and, and tackling one problem at a time, so that uh, you know and then the whole thing is very thorough. So there may be, may be multiple things that are going on there depending on the, the age of the home or, or the involvement that people are in um and uh, yeah I, did, I remember doing one with michelle uh, as well no actually it was with john actually i did it with john Moore actually we got out in kempville many years ago a beautiful beautiful um gated community i mean and uh, it was all hush hush and you know because no, no, you know they're embarrassed because they're they live in a nice community but mm-hmm. in the back was uh, uh, uh you know some desecrated ground and all i did was stand in the back there and just do a funeral um you know for an hour and then everything just cleared up so it might just be a simple, just you know, putting things back into place, back into into alignment, spiritual alignment. So, um, yeah. Have you ever yeah, had it happen where you reconsecrated the ground and everything was fine after that? You didn't have to do anything further. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I, that, that was one case in Kempville. Actually, I remember. Okay. Um, pretty much, pretty much, uh, that's all that it, that's all that was required was basically uh, 
the ground, the property, and uh, things just completely just resolved. Um, there was nothing else that needed to be dealt with. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely uh, one of the situations. So, yeah. kudos to you too, because uh, you know everyone knows I'm a paranormal investigator, but I have never experienced anything as intense as what you two experience and, and tackle. And I really, I'm okay with that. Uh, if ever, <laughs> yeah. if ever I'm, um, well, it, yeah, yeah. if ever I need the, the backup, do. I know who to call, but, uh, you know, I, I really don't want to have to deal with that. Well, yeah, it's, it's not that, a glamorous uh, job. It's, no. You know, well, well, this, this, this is where people say I'm a demonologist and, and I'm this or I'm an exorcist and I'm that. And, you know, and they, and, they, and they profess it like it's like uh, some great grand, grandiose title. And it's a, no, it's a dirty job. It's a dirty, dirty job. And, you know, unless you have a calling for it and get the support of God and, and, and other blessings that go with it, it's not something that I recommend people doing. It's not. It's not. It's not a title that's. It should be glamorous by any means. No. Um, and of course, that's where I, I tell you know, paranormal teams when you when you get to a situation like yourself, Kat, you know, if you you mm-hmm. know you come across a situation where you think, okay, this might be something like of that nature, uh, that's where it's time to reach out uh, to someone like us uh, and say, okay, we're going to step back because this is like you know. But there's some teams who just go right at it and they just they, they think, well, I've seen this on TV and da da da. Yes. I was at a Paracon in New, Upper New York State there a few years ago before the COVID, and uh, one guy in the audience he asked he had to ask a question, saying, well, you know, if I watch a movie like The Exorcist, 1975, the original, you know, will I be, you know, would I be um, afflicted? Would I have it? And I said, well, I, my first thing was, why are you watching the movie? Is it for entertainment purposes? Is it be, what, what, what's your intention? He says, well, I'm a paranormal investigator, and uh, I want to know what to do if I ever come across a demon, so by watching the movie, it's going to give me instructions. Well, that's not a well, movie. It's a movie. 100% accurate. Yeah. But, yeah, so again. That's I, I scary, that. right? It is. <laughs> so, it's it's so, dangerous. So. It's dangerous, and it, it's irresponsible. So, you know, yeah. that's so important not, so that not, paranormal so, teams yeah. recognize yeah. when it's time to yeah. call in some help. You know? yeah. To me, so, it's so, like so, a so, surgeon. I wants to take it upon himself, like to add, to add that component to this team in, in New York, obviously New York State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he says, "Well, I want to be able." In other words, what he's trying to tell me is that I'm I'm a paranormal investigator, but I, I want to do more and, and not have to call anybody. I want to be able to actually tackle the problem itself. You're not you're ill prepared, and, and obviously, if you're using 1975 movie to teach <laughs> you, well, the movie was fabricated, you know, to a, to a big degree. It wasn't completely accurate. It was based on, on, a, on a little girl, not a little. Sorry, a little boy rather than a little girl. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's it, you know the the real story was based on it was a little boy that was possessed, uh, from a, a theatrical mom, uh, you know, in the same area. Uh, the staircase, you know, things like a lot of things were added. Like it was just a lot of it wasn't there. A lot of the exorcisms were done over and over, but they were done in Kentucky and they were done down in Louisiana. The child was actually moved several times. If you really look at the real story, but the movie itself was pretty accurate as to the actual ritual. You know, the the, the holy water. You know, the power of Christ compels you. That's pretty accurate. But but again, to, to look at that and expect that you can just go out in there and do the same thing and be you know, you know, it, it's very dangerous to say the least. But again, that's that's what I got. I'm like I'm just shaking my hand, thinking, okay, well, I'm saying no, wrong answer, ah, uh, you know, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, you no know, red flag. Not, that's not what it's about. You, you you need to call it the hope. I mean, you know, if someone comes to you and says, you know, sorry to tell you, but you know, you've got a lymphoma or you got a cancer or you've got. Um, you've got um, a kidney stone, or you got a problem medically. Um, you're not going to say, "Well, you know, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to watch uh, YouTube. And I'm going yeah. to have this removed myself." No, you're going to see a doctor, right? You're going to go and see a specialist. You're going to get yeah. even the doctor will tell you, "I'm going to, I'm going to send a consult, and I'm going to send you to a specialist, an mm-hmm. oncologist, or this or whatever." Right? So it's the same sort of thing. 
you know, you have to look at it from the, from that seriousness that is, you know, that, that the spiritual and the mindset of people, it, it's, it's a serious uh, component. In the Eastern countries like India and Pakistan, they take exorcisms very, very, very seriously. seriously. And yeah. the, the, med- the, the medical professionals... Latin actually, America, too. Yeah. They, South they, America. They, they actually, and doctors down there will actually, like, incorporate that as part of their treatment and uh you know and even in the arab world that's not christian you know they they, do, they actually incorporate that with their healing so there is you know there, there's a lot of people that take this really seriously and it's part of the um you know their 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 plan of care for an individual um so you know but some people think oh yeah well I'll just, you know i'll just i watched a few movies i i think I can, I think I can do this well no it's not the outcome is not the same it's this is a movie you know and uh so this is where I, 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 I really emphasize people, if you have a calling, great, embrace it, learn, you know, and, and go with it and let God sort of teach you, you know, God's your teacher and you learn as you go along. I made mistakes too, I've learned it along the way, um, but I'm better for it, but, but I, I certainly don't, I don't get my information from, from whatever. I'm not part of Rome, but I've taken courses from Rome because they've got, I have an awesome um, Vatican University that have great courses. That I can take, which I've been allowed to take, and it was hard to get in, but I got in, and and I'm able to actually get some really good um, investigative uh, teaching tools and assessment tools to see whether it's medical, non-medical, you know, and then going forward with a bunch of other things and, and things to watch for, um, you know, and, the, and so from that perspective, it's great. I mean, I'm not part of them politically, but I'm, but the courses are really quite, uh, quite good. Um, so you know that's that's to me is, is they is, actually is, do allow yeah. lay people. The Vatican does allow lay people mm-hmm. um, to take it, non-clergy, um, but they're only training about 250 people a year worldwide. Um, but they oh, are putting wow. an emphasis on training more exorcists because of the need yeah. that is out yeah. there. So um, you know, lay people can can take the course if they if they can get in. Like I said, it's only about 250 spots for the entire world. Um, at a go and um, and learn from it, almost like kind of auditing a course in university, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, it's also just, just for educational purposes. Most of them are uh, some of them are journalists, some of them are uh, um, other um, individuals that, that want to learn about it, and and they 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 go more into depth with more of the psychological things and whatever. But just, there are a lot of priests that need to deal with some of this stuff, but not necessarily be an exorcist, like an actual. Exorcist, but but actually deal with the psychological. And when a person comes to a priest and says, you know, I'm having some problems, at least that person I know understands. Okay, yeah, I can see that there is an issue. Where can I direct you? And a lot of lay people, it's just more of educational. It's um, they, they continue doing studies to find out where uh, most exorcism being done. Um, in the last course I took, they had some specialists come out. A couple um, non-clerical scientists have come out and saying, okay, Australia seems to be a, a growth in Australia. There's certain countries are, are uh, there's, a, there's a, a rise in certain, so they, want, they try to figure out why in certain areas and not in other areas. So there's a lot of research that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize and they try to find out why certain areas are more predominant, um, having more affliction than other areas. Is it ley lines? Is it, is it uh, you know, and they talk about that. Are there ley lines? Is it, is it environmental? Is it uh, historical? Um, they're just uh, uh, cultural practices, you know, so they, they really wanted to know um, what's going on and what works, what hasn't worked. Uh, and other priests have come on, other exorcists have come on, so the specialists have come on and say, you know, I found that this has worked, I found that this, that, that, that worked, and that didn't work, and so they're always completely 
revamping their practices and their rituals and whatnot. And they did speak about paranormal. They actually did speak in, in depth about people who are trying to be paranormal investigators and trying to do exorcisms on their own and whatnot. They, they, that, that discussion did come up, and it's very, it's very much frowned upon, and, and, and only because of the dangers and whatnot. That just can't have multiple people just running, running amok of everything and just running around. There's, there needs to be uh, a lot of um, just, you know, structured, uh, structured uh, practice, uh, ritual in place, um, um, an investigative process that needs to be, you know. So that's what I that's what I adhere to. Um, is that it, when it comes to that part, I will follow their rules because as a Catholic, I will do the Catholic ritual because it is specific. Even though I'm not, a lot of people are not Catholic, that's the one that I use. That's the ritual that I use because that's what I am. They're, and the Greek Greeks have a different ritual. Uh, the Arabs have, you know, the Muslims have a different, even though they're not Christian, they have a different exorcism ritual. The, the Jewish, um, they, they have a, a different ritual. Uh, there are different rituals around the world that are, uh, are a, a spiritual cleansing and exorcism type, you know, rituals. Um, I use I use this one. Because this is this is the, the, the church that I'm sort of serving to, um, but there are other people that do other things that are not, you know, church related. Uh, people say, "Well, I, I cleanse homes, or whatever." Well, if you have a gift and you're not part of a church, but you're just a Christian, well, if you have the gift, then you know that's that's fine. But again, you know, we really got to be careful about who's actually doing this and who's not doing this because you can make it worse. You can harm exactly. yourself. You can harm the client. Yeah, and, and the clients where I worry about the most. The clients really are the ones that you leave alone after you left, and the place is actually worse. You know, you kick you kick that hornet's nest, and you know, and then you leave, and they're like now now they're in uh, much worse worse trouble than they should be. And so, I guess what we're trying to teach, we're trying to through like through you and your interviews and whatnot, and getting people out there to, to listen and say, you know, you know, this is not a game by any means. It's dangerous. People have died. Priests have died. Clerks, uh, the um, uh, lay people have died. The clients have died. There's been injury. There's been uh, investigative work. There's been criminal charges. That's it's not a game, you know. And it's to be done properly and, and appropriately. Um, if we, for example, if I'm exercising a woman, I want to make sure there's a woman present because of, you know, of dignity and you know, mm -hmm. of course, you know, like a doctor, like a, like a doctor will ask a nurse to come in with him mm -hmm. if he's going to do an examination on a woman. It's it's common sense. It's 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 dignified. It's respectful. Uh, these things need to be adhered to. They, they actually spoke about these things at the Vatican, at the court. That these are some things that need to be addressed. A doctor, if you need, if you think a doctor needs to be present, then call a doctor so the doctor can actually medically observe this person as he, as they're going through this this process. So there's an actual doctor in the house that can actually intervene if something goes wrong. You know, but you need to make that determination. Do you need a doctor, or or, or, or maybe you're not medically fit and you need to go and, and get get yourself medically cleared. Make sure that your heart is you're okay, you're on the right meds, you're on what before we proceed. There's lots of precautionary things that need to be taken into consideration. It's not simply just going in, waving your magic wand, and just saying, "I'm a demonologist. I'll take care of this." And 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 it's it's you know wrong. It's just totally wrong. And uh, it, you know, it's it's people's lives. These abuse are real people, real families, real jobs, real financial hardships, real social issues that uh, they're, they're reached out because they really need. Like professional help, like you would if someone came to you and said, you know, you've got a medical problem, you know, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna talk to your doctor. Well, please send me to a specialist, someone mm -hmm. who knows what's going on. Even a doctor, a regular practicing family doctor, knows to say, okay, this is beyond my scope. I'm sending you to the pain clinic. I'm sending you to an oncologist. I'm sending you to, you know, a nephrologist. I'm sending you to, mm -hmm. you know, someone who actually deals with that and who's going to be able to give you the appropriate medical. I'm going to send you to a psychiatrist, for example. You know, because I'm not a psychiatrist, 
and they can monitor your meds and then you can monitor your pills and they can monitor you know whatever your kidney function and things you know because that's their specialty i'm going to send you to a pediatrician sure so i'm a you know i don't deliver babies but i'm your family doctor i got you i got you um you know a pediatrician who's or or someone uh, um uh you know to help you with the birth whatever you'll go through the whole process um you know, you, you you know you want to breastfeed. You you know you go to your family doctor, but you're going to send you to a breastfeed clinic. Mm-hmm. Someone who knows what they're doing. But that's and it's no different in, than what we're doing in this particular field. You want to go to someone who does, who knows what they're talking about. And, and you know, and, you know yourself, Kat, out there. There are so many people that label themselves as paranormal investigators, and it's not like we'd have a licensing that we have to go through to to you know deem ourselves investigators paranormal investigators so even people you know i would say to people that have a problem if you're going to have a paranormal team in your house don't be afraid to ask about their experience you know who's going to be there how many Mm -hmm. how many times have they investigated you don't want the scooby squad in your house (laughs) poking at something spiritually you know it's true it's really true you know you wouldn't uh you wouldn't go to uh you wouldn't go to a doctor that got a degree from you know something yeah. that you see advertised on facebook so yeah. you know yeah. you have to be careful with what investigators you choose because hey lots of them are straight up and reputable some of them mm, not so much you know, yeah. uh, not so much yeah well i need it's I, not a regulated yeah. body so you know yeah, there is, well, there is well, a regulation it's all volunteer it's a volunteer, right? It's a volunteer in service, right? In a sense. And, well, and, voluntary you know, and, and, or not, without, with voluntary yeah, but, or not, whether without there, accountability, there's no, and, there's and, no certification and, for it. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no accountability. And, yeah, but it's not just that. We want someone who knows what they're doing because I, I actually will rely on the evidence that they obtain. You know, so I, I'm all, I'm all for a paranormal team going in before we even do interviews. Say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I know someone who can go in and and get the preliminary, get the cameras and the audio, and to see you know what they pick up. But whatever evidence they do pick up, and it's done professionally, and it's done right, that's the evidence I need to rely on, that Kia needs to rely on, so we can we can make our own determination, okay, yeah, there's something going on here as well. But if you get something that's just half-assed, when you went to Canadian Tire and bought a, you know, a, a paranormal starter kit for ninety nine ninety five, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, or using the telephone, using the phone as an app for, for an EVP, well, you know, like, that's not the evidence I need to go in there and do what I gotta do. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, if a doctor sends some, if a doctor sends you to a um, a consultant, you know, mm-hmm. consults to another professional like a, you know, a nephrologist or a pediatrician, that pediatrician is gonna write a formal report saying, yeah, I thank you for consulting this individual. Um, I've assessed them, blah blah blah. That's what I found, and then sends it back to the family doctor. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's, it works the same way. I need that paranormal team to come back to me and say, okay, we had done this. This is what we found. Here's the evidence. It's professionally done. And you know, and respectfully done, and you know, and if we, and that's why we will use reputable teams. Uh, you know, anybody else is just going in for for a, for a thrill. That's not what we want. And conversely, uh, the paranormal investigators need to be careful because if you're doing something wrong, if you hurt someone or you damage property and you don't have insurance, yeah, you're liable. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're liable. Yeah. You can get sued. So yeah. it works. Yeah. Uh, you know, it works t- two ways, right? So paranormal, and not just that. Paranormal investigators. I've heard stories from from paranormal investigators that were women that went in to do a preliminary interview by themselves. And oh no, the per- the, yeah, bad, bad, bad. Always right? have a buddy system. Yeah. yeah, going into a stranger's house, you don't know the circumstances, and the person is actually, you know, um, experiencing a, a psychotic yeah. break. Right, yeah. and and yeah. so you're not the person that they should be dealing with, and um, and certainly not alone. 
you know, I've heard of women saying that, you know, they were blocked in by someone that ended up being a psychiatric patient. And yeah, once so. they realized once they got in the house and there was like, you know, locks on all the doors inside and, you know, almost like it was oh. terrifying. It sounded like something from a horror movie, but I thought, oh, no dear heavens, kidding. you know. So, yeah, can you imagine? But, you know, oh. investigators themselves have to be careful and, you know, and uh, not everybody thinks about that. You're volunteering, so you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. But then if something happens and the people aren't happy, they can turn around and, you know, you don't know. You have to be careful. You can get accused of stealing stuff and, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. just, yeah. you know, uh, breaking things, especially you're tromping around in the dark with a flashlight. <laughs> and then you would knock over great grandma's vase and oh. crash it into a thousand pieces. Yeah. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. Or great grandma was You're in the broken. vase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. you break the urn and the ashes go everywhere. That, yeah. Oh, oh that, that would terrible. not bode well. Oh, that would yeah. just be so bad. There oh, was a time. Gosh. There was a well, time I used to. Listen, listen ladies, I, I need yes. to go to work because I have oh. to pay my bills. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> but, um, well, it has you, been over guys, an hour. If you guys want to carry on chatting away? I have no issue whatsoever. Um, I, I, but I do need to get going. I'm sure Cat's uh, quite sick of us, but. <laughs> <laughs> never well, uh, no uh, I'm, I'm, yeah well sick or not i need to go get ready okay to go to work but if you guys want to carry on i have no issue with that and, and uh because i'm sure there's a lot you guys can talk about um and um and i'll uh and i appreciate kat having uh, having us on thank you archbishop so, i really appreciate it yeah we'll do we'll do, we'll do more of this okay I, yes I like for sure to, uh there's a lot, of, maybe a lot of specific topics that we want people we want to talk about. We can pick a certain topic, maybe just focus on that. We can do that as well. Do you have so. a quick? Uh, do you have time to do a quick prayer before you leave? Certainly, yeah, certainly. Well, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, grant us, Lord, um, grace and peace. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that we have here uh, to um, work through the Holy Spirit to uh, help those that are listening and need to be li who want to listen and, and need that guidance bless us protect us from injury and and um disease and viruses um protect us from all evil attacks protect us from all things especially since we're doing your work um uh, grant us that blessing and protection and uh, keep us safe amen 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 thank you wow. all right well, get to work. Ladies, we <laughs> and we'll uh, chat again because uh you know, it's time to go and uh, make some money. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll chat soon. Right. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Now it's just the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Are your ears bleeding yet, dear? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, both well, of us are both talkers, so it's just like, you know. <laughs> well, I've had... Uh, count wind us up and let us go for four hours, you know. <laughs> I've had uh, countless guests that say, I hope I didn't talk too much. It's like, well, no, this is why I wanted you on the show. I don't... I If, it's, if I have to pull teeth to get you to talk that doesn't you know it doesn't make a good yeah. guest you know i yeah, want people you, who can talk the one word yes no, yes yeah maybe <laughs> right <laughs> i can yeah, elaborate that on that a lot tougher that's yeah sure. yeah <laughs> well i think we'll call it here too as well um sounds good you, sounds good uh, the listeners know that i'll be adding links to the show notes but could you tell us where people could find you and archbishop plato um Facebook pages is probably the easiest place to find us. Mm -hmm. um, Plato's is just listed. Uh, you can't use titles on Facebook, so you can't use FR and SR in front of our names. I did not um, know this. Huh. 
Huh. Yeah, you can't put doctor in. You can't put any uh, any titles. So my uh, Facebook is F, like for sister, and uh, Keelan Francis, I think I put my whole name in. Yes. And Plato's is Plato Angelakis. And uh, he didn't try and put FR in it. He just gave up too. So, <laughs> um, But probably Facebook is the easiest way because um, I'm not sure what his Twitter account is. I'm on Twitter at Oracles Do Exist. I check at the odd time. Um, but Facebook is probably the, you'll get the fastest response. Okay. Um, we do have a prayer group as well on Facebook. It's yep. the um, the Holy Order of, um, um, what is the, I'm trying to think of the page name. Um, I'm on there too, and I can't remember. Yeah, right. I'm totally having like a brain fart. Um, <laughs> the Holy Order of Saint Michael the Archangel, I think, or the Blessed Order of. Ugh, isn't that terrible? Oh my gosh, I don't even know my own prayer group anymore. I, I didn't go to sleep. La- I haven't slept in three nights, so uh, something yeah. spiritual is messing with me. There's, I need to cleanse the house. Something's bugging me. Even my son was like, was there something here? There's a huge cold spot. I'm like, yeah, there's something in the house hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, But yeah, hook up on Facebook with us and... um and and you can get in touch with us there uh for sure and uh we uh we do try and get back to anyone that has questions for us um yeah and that's probably the easiest way and uh you know uh good luck to everybody out there navigating kind of the craziness that we're living through and thank you very much for having us on cat it's greatly appreciated and it's nice to you know uh do something with a a canadian i know (laughs) it's a nice nice change (laughs) it is well thank you so very much i am so pleased that we're able to finally connect to get this uh get this done uh we've had a a few uh scheduling conflicts and um yes it finally came together like Life I told you, messy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, come hell or high water, this was going to happen. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Exactly. We were we were prepped, and it was more exciting when I found out it wasn't it wasn't visual. So I was like, great, I can just look like terrible, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't have to do so my hair, and my that. makeup. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks again. We'll All keep right, in touch. Well, thank you so much again, Kat. I appreciate it very much for having us on, and God bless my everyone pleasure. out there that's listening and hang in there. You know, and be good to each other, you know. Exactly. Love each other. Love each other. Send love. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. All right. Night cat. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, Just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 